0: (laughs) there is
1: Welcome to another episode of Hockey 24-7, brought to you by Radar Media with myself, Derek Alberts, and with Tyron Jabu-Barnard. We're going from strength to strength. Uh, yeah, the reaction's been fantastic, uh, as we always mention. Thank you very much for listening. We really have enjoyed bringing you everything to do with hockey and then some. And uh, as always, we end with our one-question quiz, which has proved to be extremely popular. In fact, uh, we've got quite a few people emailing us, tweeting us, uh, and giving us uh, a question to pose to our various guests. And remember, they don't always involve hockey. In fact, uh, they very rarely do. Um, And uh, we've got a success rate with thumb sucking, but we reckon at around 50%. But uh, yeah, welcome once again to the show. Hello, Tyron. How's it going? Yeah, good, thank you.
0: Uh, Yeah, a big guest this time, we're crossing borders. For the first time ever, we are... Not just the South African hockey podcast, Hockey 24-7. We're now the Southern African because uh, we're going to cross Bait Bridge and uh, go over into Zimbabwe where I was uh, fortunate enough to go visit last year in August. And uh, now we get to chat to the lady who made that trip possible. And she's on the line. Who is it? None other than Sarah Blatherwood. Sarah, welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> other guys? How are you doing?
0: Oh, fantastic. And you?
2: Yeah, I can't complain, eh? Hey? Can't complain.
0: So, um, yeah, Sarah, we're obviously testing uh, technology here, but uh, so far so good. And, uh, yeah, it's actually a better line than we've had with some of our South African guests. So the Wi-Fi is improving. <laughs> That's
2: amazing. That's incredible to hear. Let's hope it uh, can keep it up
0: for the whole call. Yeah, fantastic. Sarah, I think yeah, there's no, no better place to start than... In August last year, um, yeah, you you hosted Pro Series indoors Zimbabwe, the first ever nationals, and of course with it, you did what I I believe should be a a blueprint for how to develop the game of hockey in emerging uh, countries. Can you tell us a little bit about the arena that you set up?
2: Yeah, um, it's amazing. It's incredible to think that we're coming up on a year since this event. Um, Basically, what happened is, you know, we obviously are lacking uh, hugely in a facilities um, sphere. So we had a little bit of an issue in thinking, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to be creative and innovative and be able to host um, the first ever international indoor test series in Zimbabwe? it was quite a task to take on, but um, basically, you know, the, the cool thing about indoor hockey is that um, it's in a smaller space and there are not as many um, facility issues as you'd think. Like we basically got a lot of help from Belgatech, South Africa, who helped us by bringing in a temporary import of uh, their PSI court. And we laid it on a tennis court surface um, in between a couple of uh, sports fields at a local school and put a roof over it. We, we up, put up a big marquee. And that's pretty much uh, what it was. And we hosted an international T series on that.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, I've spoken about it on the reverse stick and, and I'm, I'm more than happy to speak about it now. I looked at that as the... Is the exact uh, exact answer to so many people's uh, questions. You know, we, we're looking at hockey fives. We're looking at trying to help people develop the sport with expensive astroturf. You just took a tennis court and made it a hockey pitch and put a little roof on it. And we had a good, must have been over a thousand people watching games of hockey in Harare. It, it was sensational and truly for me, the way forward.
2: Yeah, I mean... Look, it was a, it was an interesting thing to take on. Um, I wasn't sure if we'd pull it off until right at the last minute. But um, yeah, as we proved and as you've uh, elaborated on, it was a really successful tournament. And, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of financial backing. Um, we didn't have a, a big sponsor on board. And uh, it just proved really that with a little, we can do a hell of a lot with indoor hockey. And uh, yeah, as you you know, indoors uh, is a great format of the sport to be able to assist emerging nations in improving their hockey.
1: Sarah, there's no question that for those that were present uh, as far as the competitors were concerned, that it, it was a massive success. What has the reaction been um, from from Zimbabweans in general uh, with regards to the event, those uh, th- that were present? I mean, do they want more and do they want it now?
2: Yeah, you know what? I think it was really, really well received. We I got a lot of really good feedback from it, um, and people were excited. You know, it was an unknown quantity. Uh, we don't really have a strong in hockey presence in Zimbabwe. It's been around for a long time, but there isn't a really solid structure in place, both from a junior standpoint as well as even if, when you look at our senior um, setup. So a lot of people were seeing this for the first time and didn't really even know anything about it. And yeah, the feedback was good. I think, um, you know, where we probably missed the boat a little is we, we would have wanted to act really quickly and keep the momentum going. Um, And we haven't really been able to do that just yet. Um, Obviously we're almost a year since that event and we'd really like to be hosting another event already. Um, which we're working on um, plans for that. Um, But yeah, I think people, I think people warmed to the idea of indoor. And I think um, definitely, definitely if we can sort of keep this up and try to do uh, a yearly thing um, and of course, improve our youth level PSI and keep that um, growing year on year, then I think, I really think indoor is a sport that that people will, will embrace. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So, I think uh, it's important also for to us to, to hear a little bit more wh- wh- why the love for Indoor?
2: Uh, for me personally, my own... Yeah, yeah. You know, Tyrant. I think um, you know, I'm a... I've always been an outdoor player. I never grew up playing Indoor in Zimbabwe um, until I actually returned here in my mid-twenties. Um, you know, I sort of picked it up at a club level. Um, but i just I just see it as a way forward for hockey in this country and and that's where my passion for the sport for the for indoor specifically has really grown is I'm just looking at it from a much bigger standpoint and seeing you know this particular format of the game uh for a country such as ours really has potential, and that's really fueled my fire to. Get involved with PSI. Um, when I first heard about PSI, straight away I thought this is this is what we need. Um, you know, smaller sports, fewer players, easier to organise, financially more viable in, in terms of putting on tournaments. In terms of you know getting facilities up and running, I think you know if you if you think about it too, we could probably put in ten indoor courts for the for the price of one turf maybe even more so to me it just makes sense and that's really just what's fueled my fire it's not like i've come from a really um hardcore indoor background or anything i've just picked it up and seen what i think is a lot of potential and and i've kind of just picked myself to be the person to try and drive it forward
1: you speak about fueling your fire and you must be commended and i mean there's no beating around the bush. You said when you returned to Zimbabwe. And and, and you don't hear that statement too often. Um, and I, I'm not saying just Zimbabwe in general. I mean, we experience it here in South Africa as well, where uh, young students go overseas to study. You went over uh, to the States. You, you did incredibly well there. Uh, graduating in 2010, I, I think it was uh, world politics, if I'm not mistaken, and diplomacy, which uh, you graduated <laughs> yeah. in. And, and coming back to Zimbabwe, I mean, that, that is pretty rare. We, we don't see, see that happen too often where people go and achieve amazing things overseas and return to their homeland and, and and you've done that and that's commendable in itself but not only that but to come back and and to try and, and fly the flag for for hockey in the country
2: yeah you know it, I, I have to be honest it were you know when you when i was younger and i was still in the states obviously you know i had a desire to stay there but as you know that can be a difficult path to 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 go down um And it was kind of by chance that I ended up coming home. And um, early on, sort of after I'd returned home, I went off to Germany for a couple of months just to play in a sort of third division team and just get some experience. I wasn't ready to finish playing per se, and we don't have that many opportunities in Zim. So I went off there and played for a little bit. And yeah, I just came home and I just ended up never leaving. Um, I had a little... I went off and played golf for a little bit, but when I came back to Zim in 2015, right away I thought, you know, hockey's my passion, let me try and do something, and uh, it was soon after returning that I actually heard about PSI, and that's kind of where everything's moved on from.
0: Yeah, and you talk about uh, your golfing golfing career, you you played on uh, the Sunshine Tour for a while, if I'm correct.
2: Yeah, I did. You know what? Um, golf was one of my passions when I was younger, um, but it was never a swim sport. So I just always had that itch that I hadn't um, pursued it far enough. And uh, so, yeah, I came back from from uh, America, uh, was here a year or two, and then the opportunity just arose and I thought, you know what, I, be, I was about 26 or 27, maybe even 28 at the time and I just thought, I won't get this opportunity again, so let me go. And I just went down to George in the Western Cape, and was there for almost two years, and yeah, it was it was awesome. You're never too old,
0: you know. Well, well you say that now, so why are we not seeing you back on a hockey field for Zimbabwe?
2: <laughs> uh, it's interesting, you know. <laughs> I after I'd, I we could be opening a huge can of worms here, but um, yeah, I'm trying. I don't want to get myself in trouble by saying any of the wrong things, but. I made a decision backwards. early on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I often land myself in hot water. You know, I'm not, I, I call a spade a spade and I often have a lot of opinions and a lot of convictions that don't always see eye to eye with the majority. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I made a decision early on after I'd had my experience in the States that um, I was going to to try and do things for the kids and sort of that my time had passed. You know, I had a good run. And the body gets old. Hey, I've got knee problems and sore ankles, and you name it, I've got it. Yeah, it's all about the kids for me now.
1: Bill, talk us through your your uh, your achievements in the states. I mean, you you blew away the competition uh, as far as your varsity career was concerned with field hockey, and of course. um, And what is the state of field hockey over in the USA?
2: Um, Yeah. Well, I would look. I I played at a top twenty, top twenty-five. So, yeah, definitely the um, the hockey was great. I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. Um, one of the key things I always tell people about back and Zim is that we're just, we're not training at the level that we could be, you know, you go over there as a freshman and you're just, you're wide-eyed and you're just blown away, you know, by the gyming and the conditioning and and just the professionalism of the whole thing, and so for for a, I'm sure for South Africans even um, who have gone over, it might be a similar thing. You kind of just are thrown into the fire when you arrive there. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing experience. Um, yeah. See, and here I go again. I talk too much all the time, and I forget where we're going.
1: <laughs> USA. Yeah, USA hockey.
2: Oh, USA hockey. Yeah. Well, you know what, I think um, back when I arrived there, it was about 2006, I felt by the time that I'd left in 20 uh, end of 2012, in that period of time, USA Hockey was really growing. I mean, I think by the time i had left, they had Craig Parnham at the head of, of hockey there and they were really on an upward trajectory. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, now it's leveled out a little bit, but I still think the potential there is massive. I mean, it's just a matter of them somehow trying to be able to organize and get their players in one place and get that system of development and the pipeline right. But they've just got, I mean, they've got thousands of kids playing hockey, thousands of coaches, awesome programs at university. Um, Obviously, they're missing the club system um, which I think is always going to be a big problem for them um, but, but yeah it would be amazing to see if they could sort out a club system there after college and that I think would be the, the final piece for hockey in the US.
0: And Sarah I think it's an important question to ask um, has anyone broken your Richmond Spiders record of five goals in a game? Do
2: you know what I for, they could, they could very well have. I'm not someone who goes back and looks in the record books and keeps up with it, so I'm actually not sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's been done or equaled at least.
0: Because you, you do know that when you uh, when you Google you, there are some cracking goals that you scored while you were in America.
2: Yeah, it was. Geez, it was a long time ago. Hey, I was a real uh, uh, ball hog and uh, had an eye for goals, So, yeah was a long time ago. I'm more of a, more of a playmaker these days. I hey? can't run, can't run, can't, can't have my back to, to goal, like to be facing forward. <laughs> and now,
0: um, <clears throat> so we're not convincing you to play yet. I'm, I'm getting that. But uh, now uh, take us to Hockey Hub. Tell us, what is the Hockey Hub uh, that you founded and what's the big objective there?
2: Yeah, well, I'll take you back to like 2015 when I came back from the Western Cape. I started a little uh, hockey initiative called Elevate Your Game. And basically what I was trying to do there is provide hockey services, whatever hockey services I could provide uh, that were missing, um, from youth development to equipment to figuring out, you know, what do we need? Do we need camps? Do we need coaching clinics? Do we need, you know, and that that I started and it kind of piece it away and lost its its way and then um more recently actually last year in about september quite by chance i came upon a local uh, club that was refurbing and had moved location and they had um called me for some assistance just to come and have a look at the, uh, a little field that they were putting down and i i went over there to help and actually it was a small turf. um indoor hockey-sized asterisk turf that they'd put down with floodlights. And uh, I think actually it was the Balgotex guys who were down there doing it. And I saw that, and I just, in my, my mind, clicked, and I just thought, this is the place I've kind of been waiting for all these years, or this tiny facility that I need to to do something from, to have a home. And, yeah, from there I just sort of thought, right, I can I can go from here. And, yeah, I just created uh, basically what I'm trying to is kind of fill, fill all the gaps that maybe our NGB be able to provide. So everything from youth development from three to four years old to um, from indoor hockey, outdoor hockey. We've even got a social hockey uh, for adults format of the game that we've created. Um, goalkeeper programs. Yeah, just really trying to provide everything that I feel that I'm capable of doing, or for bringing people on board to help me do it, and just, just passion really that's fueling it, and we'll see how it
0: goes. And um, <clears throat> one of the one of the the things that you've uh, launched with that is, and I just want to make sure I get the name right, um, Mix hockey. What, what did you call it? Um. Hybrid hockey. Hybrid hockey. Yes, I could not remember that word now. Hybrid hockey. No, so, come, come on, you must never forget now. Uh, you know, and I'm such a big Linkin Park fan.
1: Yeah, it's such an it's easy very, word.
0: It's
1: such a great word, hybrid hockey. So, and it's alliteration.
0: Uh, and Derek, whose uh, full name is also alliteration. <laughs> uh, Derek hasn't heard. Uh, there's certain things we say on this podcast that really shouldn't be said. <laughs> Um, tell us a bit about uh, your proudly Zimbabwean idea of hybrid hockey
2: yeah so that that actually came about um, early in 2018 I went off to Berlin for um, a high performance in hockey coaching course at the FIH academy and you know while we were there one of our um, one of our sessions was based on you know getting into groups and coming up with new formats for the game you know fun formats to to create a hype around hockey to get people involved and you know I obviously didn't have that idea there but that kind of sparked something in my brain I guess and I came home from that really energized and you know that's where the whole PSI launch and everything was born from as well and then yeah when I saw this AstroTurf last year in September I just thought oh my gosh what can we do here um, we've got a space now to, to play hockey on. Uh, how am I going to provide hockey for adults in a social environment? And so I just looked at the size of the court, what we had available to us. And that was, yeah, that hybrid hockey was born from that. And it's basically an Astro turf that's sized exactly to an indoor court. It's got indoor court markings on it and floodlights and no roof. So we play uh, hybrids version of hockey which is just a mixture of indoor and outdoor rules and that's what it is and it's it's yeah it's, it's really actually gone really well so far
0: yeah i wanted to ask has the uptake in participation been
2: yeah it started you know we had about and and we don't we didn't really mark it or anything we just sort of sent out some messages and put a few things on facebook um we started off with just Wednesday night um, sometime in February. We just said, Hey, let's start this in two weeks time. So we did just, and, and um, by the next week we had 30 and then 40, and then we sort of hung between 30 and 40 for a good couple of months, playing every Wednesday night. Um, girls and guys mix. Um, yeah, we, it went really well. And then, You know, with that success, we thought, okay, well, let's host a tournament. So we had a Friday, Saturday, Friday afternoon and night, Saturday morning tournament. And we had between 90 and 100 people play. We had 10 teams um, from kids age 15 up to adults, probably in their 50s and 60s almost. So, yeah, it was incredible. It went really well. It was fun. And since then, we've opened up three nights a week now. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, that obviously has dropped numbers on a nightly basis, but across the board, yeah, we we get people every night, and and we just play, and it's just fun. It's just really to encourage people or to give people an avenue to keep playing hockey.
1: It's magnificent, uh, and uh, you, I mean, we've spoken about your your links with Zimbabwe and and how you. You're thrilled to be back. I mean, what what does the future hold for you? I mean, is it just going to go from strength to strength in terms of getting this hockey uh, dynasty out there in the country? I mean, you're certainly flying the flag incredibly well for for the sport over there.
2: Yeah, you know what? I think it's all about passion. And right now, for me, the passion is still there. The passion is strong. Yeah. Um, I'm super eager i I see a lot of opportunities I'm always thinking about what I can do how I can help um in the best ways possible from from a private uh perspective you know I'm not obviously not involved from a from an n d b standpoint um or in an association or anything. I'm doing what I can do from a grassroots development perspective as an individual um, and you know you're you always have to remember Zim is a tough place. And, and so, you know, you just never know from year to year how things are going to go here. We're always sort of at the mercy of, of our government and, and our economy and how things are going. So, yeah, at the moment, I'm full steam ahead. My big ambition is obviously PSI. That's what really drives me and that's where I really see a future here um, in terms of hockey in general. And, yeah, but that won't stop me helping uh, with outdoor. You know, I have a passion for outdoor. I'm not anti-outdoor at all. I love outdoor hockey. I just believe that indoor, um, for our set of circumstances, um, is probably the way to go. So I'm here for as long as it takes to to get this PSI structure um, solidified, to get a base, um, yeah, that's, you know, year to year we've got events and things and people know PSIC here to stay and once once that happens then you never know.
1: Oh well I commend you I know Tyrone does too but congratulations on doing incredible work over in Zimbabwe A massive problem though because we had to call you via skype and obviously your profile photo came up and obviously someone's been tampering with the image but um you're not wearing <laughs> a, a springbok rugby jersey or an sa hockey kit or a zimbabwean hockey <laughs> kit um but you're wearing an english soccer top what happened
2: i know a hat, a oh, no. i catch a lot of strife for that um oh, i i'm an epl fan i've been a soccer fan since i was a tiny little girl unfortunately at this moment in time I'm still a Manchester United die-hard fan, um, which is not the greatest thing to be at the moment. In fact, right in front of me as I speak to you, I'm watching Manchester City <laughs> leading 1-0 against Leicester, um, which is killing me. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm guilty. I'm an England... When it comes to World Cups, I'm, I'm an England fan. But, which but, means a lot of heartbreak, usually. But this this past uh, World Cup was uh, fairly enjoyable for me.
1: But, but if you're... If you're a United fan, then you should be happy with City's results at the moment because obviously, if they draw or lose to Leicester, it means that Liverpool go top and they one win away from taking the the championship. And I, I, I'm sure I'm sure you'd rather have City win than Liverpool as a United fan.
2: I know you would think that, right? You would think that, especially because my dad and brother are staunch Liverpool fans, and it's always been me against them my whole life. But I just Manchester is red and yeah, I can't I can't have City win again. Let yeah, Liverpool have one back after all these years.
0: So I mean, I'm I'm obviously not a United fan or a or a City fan or a Liverpool fan. Uh but yeah. Let me go out there and say I'd prefer City to win than Liverpool because I only know one City fan. I know about 50 Liverpool ones.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? When Manchester United are not winning, I don't care who else does anything. I only care about my team.
0: Yeah, and in truth, your team is Zimbabwe's indoor hockey team.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, and of course, they are hopefully going to be in South Africa um, in the middle of this month, towards the end of this month. So looking forward to uh, seeing our ladies take on SA and I believe Botswana as well.
0: Yes. Um are you are you gonna try and go with?
2: Oh I would love to, you know. Um I would love to, but I'm not part of the um the management team or anything. Maybe one day in the future I'll put a plug in there. But uh yeah, time for tough year. Hey, I gotta I'm actually off to America in um July. Uh so yeah, I gotta save the pennies.
0: So so we have fantastic news. Uh we will be at the series and uh, we're just working on the 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 technicalities of it but we will be doing a live podcast during the test matches that you can listen to and um follow the games oh that's awesome yeah way to be innovative guys
1: yeah cheers thank you
0: <laughs> yeah that's exciting that's
2: uh, that's good to know it will be nice uh i'll definitely spread that along here in zimbabwe it would be nice for uh people here to become a little bit more aware of what's going on. So that would be cool if we can
0: we can listen along. Thanks for that. Yeah, and, and well, we figure it'll be great because people can listen while they're at work because, unfortunately, video streaming is very difficult uh, with just the two of us. But, uh, yeah, look, we, we're looking for ways to tell the story and, and, obviously, I think the Zimbabwe hockey story is a fantastic one.
2: Yeah, you know, I think the future is uh, going to be positive if we, uh, if we just make the right decisions and do uh, the best we can with the little that we do have. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Namibia, as we know, have shown their strength in PSI at a youth level right now is incredible. And they've shown that if you put the hard work in and you dedicate the years to, to the game and the, the grassroots development in indoor, um, you'll reap
0: the rewards. Yeah, look, I, I do think it's the, the version of the game that is most likely to produce a fairy tale for a country like Zimbabwe or Namibia, as we've already seen from their woman, because uh, you only need six players. You only need to, to form a small group of players and you don't need the most elaborate facilities. Exactly. Yeah,
2: 100%. I mean prior to our first um, trip out to nationals this last December, we didn't practice, we practiced on AstroTurf um, with no boards, you know, and we just, yeah, our our under 18 girls went and and promoted themselves to the A um, division for the coming nationals. So yeah, you don't have to have everything, you know, if you've got the will and, and you put the training in and, and obviously it's not ideal, but it does, it doesn't mean that you can't uh, can't improve and can't can't achieve.
1: Sarah, what's the return to the States for? Uh, Anything hockey-related?
2: It's always hockey-related, hey, because (laughs) all of my best friends in America are still involved in hockey at a collegiate or a club level. Um, So I can't escape it. I always uh, go there and and offer uh, a little uh, voluntary clinic or something at one of my mates' uh, clubs. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll go, uh, go back to the old stomping grounds in Virginia. And, um, yeah, I'll be taking in a lot of hockey while I'm there, I'm sure.
1: Lovely. Well, uh, Siri, we can't let you go without taking part or making you take part in the one-question quiz. Uh, the name says it all. We've got one question for you. And, uh, yeah, you need to get it correct. Or if you get it incorrect, then you join a plethora of people who have suffered the same fate. So uh, I've got a question. Uh, oh, no. Okay, and... Uh,
0: I, I also have one, so we'll see which ooh, one is harder.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, jeez, oh, now you're going to have a, a question off between Tyron and I. Okay, my question is...
2: It better not be about Manchester United and then I fail.
1: <laughs> no, uh, oh, maybe he's getting it. I think Tyron's got a wry smile on his face. He might oh, actually no. have something oh, lined no. up. Oh, no. No, no, mine's completely... I'm not
2: going to look like a good fan.
1: No, mine's completely obscure. I want to know... Okay, go for it. Which band song which band song was nominated for song of the year at the 2013 grammys and the band oh my word the song is ho hey oh the lumineers yes congratulations what's the connection
2: you know what? Yes, one of the guys that, from Illuminators yeah, went to your varsity, to the University of Richmond, w- Wesley Schultz. Yeah,
1: ah. <laughs> congratulations!
2: So was, I was always going to get that one. Gee, yeah. that, oh,
1: no, you'd be surprised because like, normally we do a strong link to someone, and usually involves their name or there's a link, but it always it doesn't necessarily okay. have to do a sport. And gee, we, we sometimes we've got to spell it out to to the contestants, yeah. but so we didn't have to do it there. Well sometimes.
0: done. No, University of Richmond. That's it. <laughs> all right, all right. So so you've got your question right. This is now a bonus question. You obviously oh, organized in August, because I was there, uh, the first mm. ever international indoor hockey match played in Zimbabwe. Um, and obviously the first international hockey played there for a couple of years. Um, oh, boy. And in that very first game, South Africa's women played Zimbabwe. And your, oh, no. if you remember, the score was 4-2. I'm looking for who scored either Zimbabwe's opening goal or South Africa's opening goal.
2: Jabu, you know that I was juggling <laughs> about eight balls at a time <laughs> during this. I was live Instagramming. I was. I was on the music. I was on the national anthems. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm going to take a wild guess.
0: Okay, go go. Let's go with the Zimbabwe one first. Oh my goodness.
2: Oh, I'm going to just take a wild guess and say oh no but I don't
0: think this was her first one go, go for it no. no okay I'll say tick tock tick Watson. and you would be correct Nicola Watson <laughs> Did I get it? scored Zimbabwe's oh, first yes! international indoor hockey goal in Zimbabwe of course, I, it was the I equalizer. I that out
2: from nowhere.
0: Yeah, it was. It was the equalizer. Nah, just for fun. You've definitely got. You've got your credits, but just for fun, who scored South Africa's opening goal, and it wasn't Cindy Hack?
2: And it sorry. What was? What did you say there?
0: It wasn't. It wasn't Cindy Hack because that's the easy guess. Oh,
2: okay, I'm going to say Kelly.
0: It wasn't Kelly. It was Eloise. Eloise Walters, oh. who scored in the very first minute of the very first game played in Zimbabwe. Well done, though. But you're Jeez. on the honours board. You're on the uh, honours board. No, you, you're leading Wait, the honours board.
2: He was on the tour, right? I, I didn't just make a big mistake. He was there, right?
0: Uh, no, but I didn't want to point that out for you. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, it's I, I, you know what, let's be honest here. I have to point that out to myself because as I said it, I was like, no, no, I'm thinking of PSI nationals and I'm, <laughs> no, no, she wasn't there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, that and was a terrible death. She, she Sorry, Kelly. She, she won't be playing uh, Zimbabwe in the next series either. She's on a different kind of leave right now.
2: I see. Th- I saw that. I did see that. Congratulations.
0: Oh, Kelly. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Sarah, it's been fantastic chatting to you. It's been enlightening. It's been entertaining, and uh, yeah, it's been impressive, uh, especially given your performance in the, the two question quiz. Uh, congratulations on all that you're doing over in Zimbabwe. Travel safe when uh, you return to the states, and hope to see you South Africa side soon. But just remember to sort out those hackers that uh, put you in an England soccer jersey. <laughs>
2: I, I'll make sure that I'm uh, that I'm wearing the right jersey um, when I next to you guys. And yeah, I just want to say thanks a lot as well for having me on this on the podcast. I mean, it's awesome um, to give them a little bit of exposure. So thanks so much.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll be chatting soon. Uh, we're looking forward to trying to get some of your uh, Zim Zim ladies on when we're down in Durban, and potentially have a chat with uh, Chris, the coach, as well.
2: Awesome. That would be great. I'll look forward to to listening to it.
0: Lovely
1: stuff. Sarah, travel safe. We'll see you soon. All
2: right.
1: Cheers, guys. Thank you so much, You Have a good one. Cheers. Oh, man, so good to hear from her. And, uh, yeah, it's so positive. I mean, we, we keep on ending these discussions uh, pretty much saying the same thing, but it's not because we don't have anything else to say. It's because it certainly applies to our guests. Uh, they're, they're remarkable people, and Sarah is just uh, another one of them, um, not just from her efforts and successes on the hockey field, but being able to continue off it as well and doing such good things over in a country which has experienced numerous problems in recent years and and where hockey isn't exactly front of mind.
0: No, absolutely. I think we we talk about our uh, our challenges here in South Africa, and sometimes you just need to be reminded that uh, we're not the only country that faces challenges. And in fact... We've got a much better situation than many of our African neighbours. So uh, to see them have such a positive energy, it's great. And you know, just on on—is that all we can say? Well, well, we both went to public schools, didn't we? <laughs> Fair
1: enough. Uh, Tyrone, it's, it's been
0: fantastic as
1: always. That's another show in the bag. You've been listening to Hockey Twenty Four Seven, brought to you by Raider Media. Uh, yeah, we can't wait to see you guys soon and uh, enjoy all the extra hockey action coming your way. And if there's anything out there that you'd like to let us know about to let us keep you updated with, make sure to catch us on social media. I'm at Derek Alberts, one on Twitter, Tyron.
0: That's Tyron Barnard, no E in the middle.
1: Yeah, so easy as that. Cheers, Tyron. Cheers. Cheers to you. Bye.